So Jordan, let me ask you this. I mean, all things said and done, right? You look back at your career, you work really hard, you go get additional training, you work hard to get grants, and all of us, you know, who are in the surgical scientist stream, think to ourselves, one day, quote, we'll make it. And what make it means different things to different people, but certainly one might argue that getting large-scale funding, peer-reviewed, highly respected team of investigators working with you, uh, large collaborative trials, and then ultimately publishing in high-impact journals, you have just really hit every one of those milestones. And I must say, I remember going back and the first time I had a major milestone in a top medical journal, not to say that our top surgical journals weren't as important, but it is a milestone that we you know, strive for. You've done that. I know what happened to me. I'm actually quite curious for you. I think there's lots of other aspiring, you know, earlier career trainees and scientists who are also in this pathway. Um, can you give us some light as to what you're feeling right now um, on the, you know, I guess, eve of a fairly, very important presentation in your career, but more importantly, what that means for you going forward? Yeah, um, I think a lot of emotions. Obviously, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, it's a little surreal uh, in some senses. Uh, you know, I had, I had a couple of good colleagues ask me, you know, what kind of champagne did you, did you drink? And, right. and to be honest, uh, I think I, I for sure would have done that in the past. I actually spent uh, a couple hours in my journal and just kind of yeah. tried to be really grateful and try and slow down the moment and enjoy the moment. Um, but, you know, this has been essentially a decade of your mentorship. And um, I've been able to really achieve some things that wouldn't have been possible without that and without the great collaborators that I've had. And so when I look forward to what's next in that regard, you know, I kind of really just want to create those opportunities for other people as well. And so that's kind of what I've been thinking about. It's an interesting thing, right? Like, because you get caught up in well, what's next, what's next, what's next. But we don't take a lot of time to just slow down and stop. I'm doing a lot of that now. Um, but I'll remember exactly what you did. So the first time, this was back in 98, 99, where the sprint trial, uh, our mm -hmm. fracture trial had gotten accepted and it was just done. And you have this like absolute, um, you know, overwhelming sense of emotion, like, holy smokes, like, you know, this is crazy. Like, you know, we started this, you know, we, I mean, you started this early, it was, you know, this is many years of working on this. It went a lot faster for you than it went for me, but I'll tell you, it was still felt like it was overnight that eight years had gone by. Um, and I just remember sending emails to anyone and everybody that had meant something to me. And I think some people got it. Like, I think the people who, like, now I understand when I see emails coming, I said, oh, yeah, I know what they're going through because I went through it. But when you send emails of just, hey, thank you, you know, it, it, it recognizes both sides. And you get all, like, all of our team members were just kind of in this sense of, yeah, we pulled this off. And I have a feeling that, we don't take enough time to reflect and do this. So, I, I mean, really, I, I know you were really thoughtful in that first 24, 48 hours after the Lancet paper got accepted. And I was like, holy smokes, good on them, right? Good on them for have done this. But the first thing I thought to myself is, is there's going to be a point at which you're going to hit another crossroad as to what's next. And so I wonder, and maybe you haven't hit it yet, but it sounds like you're already talking a little bit more about giving back. Right. So much as, I mean, like you've been very humble around well, what's been given to you and you've been extremely collaborative. That's, I think that's made you highly, highly successful as with all of your team, like the team's been highly successful as a result of it. What is next? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the immediate future from Prepit and uh, all these trials is hopefully to have lots of opportunities for all of our collaborators to yeah. continue to benefit from the results and things. But bigger picture, you know, we, we're trying to start this uh, new center. It's called CORI or Center for Orthopedic Injury Research and Innovation yeah. at the University of Maryland. But, yeah. you know, really the whole purpose of that is to, to try and fill in the gap that we have in our field. You know, orthopedic trauma research is, I would say, very poorly funded. Certainly at the NIH level, you know, there's no dedicated centers. There's um, one-off funding, but there's not a lot of infrastructure investment and that infrastructure that I'm really thinking about is the personnel both from the clinician scientists to the coordinators to the other PhDs right you know there are not a lot of PhDs that are coming into our field to work no. with us and as busy clinicians we really could use a lot of PhD collaborations and so you know this center Nathan uh, O'Hara and I are, are sort of co-directing and we've had great support from Andy Pollock our chairman yeah and really the goal is to provide a mixture of uh, some formal teaching um, for medical students and stuff to try and get them interested in the field, uh, some formal training for re uh, research coordinators, and then to w sort of work with emerging investigators on one-off projects and help them incubate their idea. So whether it be a secondary analysis from one of the, l the large trials or helping them think through a trial that they want to do, but really help them grow the idea, teach them new techniques, etc., so that that can then be applied to something bigger. And then they can come and work with a large trials group like yourself or yeah. Metric or, or whoever and, and really launch. So the last part of it is innovation, right? Yeah. The last part of the whole. And yeah. So when you talk about innovation, I mean, are we meeting the goal? I, I, you, know, you know what innovation reminds me of a lot of, if I'm being truthful, is what EBM used to be. Sure. Everyone's EBM, everyone's evidence-based, now everyone's innovative. But no one's really innovative. I mean, really, yeah. if you look at it, every place that says they're innovative is when you, the more you say you're innovative, the less innovative you seem to be, right? I mean, that's sure. kind of the way it is. And I'm being it, like, I look at myself very carefully around that. So you and I have talked a lot about ideas. So what do you, like, when you, what do you, outside of being a, an amazing mentorship hub, what, what experience are you trying to get folks? Yeah, I, when I think of innovation, I, yeah. I I'll, I'll agree with you. I think most of our innovative ideas are really just stolen from another specialty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, applying it in our field, it is yeah. innovative, and and yeah. most importantly, it's, it's hopefully helping, right? So uh, we talked about the APREP trial recently in Prepit. Those are cluster multiple period cluster crossover trials. Yeah. Never done in our field. In That's fact, right. when we started it, the you know the statistical analyses and things they weren't even developed. In, in the overall literature. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about discrete choice experiments, you know, Nathan O'Hara bringing in a bunch of health economics yeah, stuff into yeah, our yeah, field. Yeah. Um, patient engagement, where the patients are fully involved in the trial right from the beginning, even going to site visits and things like that. So each time we're doing something, we're trying to do something different and more uh, efficient, more unique, et cetera. And, and when I first started off in my career, I was very worried about, you know, people stealing ideas or grants or whatever. I, you know, I want everybody to be successful. And if somebody were to yeah. take some of my ideas, that's so fine. It's because I, I hope we have new ideas and Absolutely. better ideas um, that can continue to just bring the field forward. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think of it this way. If you think of it somewhat as a metaphor, data, I believe, has become the new oil of the 21st century. Yep. Ideas, though, are the currency. I mean, yeah. we, and so you can have, you've got to have idea, ideas generate data. So, you know, if you take it right back, 
you know, what are we doing? And, you know, for me, it's the big C word, creativity. How do we get folks, uh, myself included, how do I build that mindset where, you know, I'm, I'm getting better ideas? Um, and the ideas that I'm getting are coming from not just, you know, a small, narrow lens, but the most diverse lens that you can. And you've mentioned multiple times, you know, like, for example, Nathan getting involved in health economics work and bringing in different mindsets and different disciplines, right? I mean, there are Nobel laureates, um, just one of the recent ones just said, you know, great advances come when, a, you know, a great deal of evidence and knowledge from two groups is brought together in groups that would not normally be communicated. Yeah. And that's what we got to do is find a place for a collision. And now people talk about it all the time on entrepreneurship. You got to have these places where there's going to be workouts and breakouts and people are going to be thrown in. And again, that's a lot of optical chatter. But to do it is not simple. It's not easy. Right? It, it yeah. takes a real dedication and effort. And it takes people, quite frankly, like you, to be thinking about it deeply and saying, how do we actually make it work? You, you had also talked about that idea of setting up these areas where people can yeah. collaborate and, and, and stuff like that. And I think, you know, I'm very dedicated to improving the care of orthopedic trauma patients yes. and injury yes. and trauma as a burden. But there are other opportunities out there, too. You know, I, I really love the creativity of running trials and yes. as new interventions and things come out. Um, yeah, I want to be involved. Okay, so let me pose a challenge to you. Remember, you and I have talked about these things called breakfast breakthroughs, yeah. right? You invite three people in your university environment that you've never met yep. and that are completely in a different department or a different sector than you. And if you go on, you go on the website, you go on the Maryland site or you go on the McMaster site, my goodness, there's like folks in geography and folks in the, yep. you know, the philosophy and all kinds of areas where, which I would imagine, you know, and there's all what we have in Canada is all these Canada research chairs. My goodness, like I can't even imagine. It would be a dream to have, you know, breakfast with Canada research shares in areas that have nothing to do with anything I know about with the purpose of just enjoying someone's company and learning from other folks who are thinking deeply about their own issues. I have a feeling we'd be more common and we'd be disparate on that. I have to believe that. Yeah. So challenge. Accept, accept, <laughs> accept it. it. Okay. Accept Good. It. Okay. I'll do one too. I'll do one too. We'll, we'll figure it out. But okay. So, so in, in moving forward, you know, so are you thinking now when you look five, six years ahead, and this is a kind of a tough question to ask because I don't think any of us really know what five, six years ahead looks like. Do you envision yourself doing bigger trials, more trials? Um, do you see yourself moving in different directions or is it just too early to know? Yeah, I mean, it's a little early, but I, I think I see myself in two different directions. One is, I, like I said, I want to continue to help uh, other young investigators do big trials. I want to yeah. make sure that people learn how to do big trials just yeah. like i learned from you and from gordon and pj yeah. and Lahana. Right. uh so i want to continue to support that and spread that i really want to continue creativity in research yeah. you know whether it be new trial designs yeah. new ways of measuring our outcomes being more efficient in that and then i also see myself there's a, a chance that maybe i get into something totally different you know applying clinical trials to a, a different field or within a health system you know right. i'd like to i'd like to look at some bigger things and you know, you and I were talking about even the uh, University of British Columbia, UBC's got this planetary health lab, yes. and they're just looking at the impact of, um, you know, surgical um, uh, surgery as itself and, uh, and our uh, and carbon, and carbon, carbon footprint, footprint, footprint yeah, right, and, right. And, all, and all the planetary effects of that. And applying trials to that kind of stuff could be really, really, really cool and really rewarding. So, well, And that's the whole point, right? I mean, the more you get out and interact with... Um, individuals and uh, scientists, yeah. you know, faculty members that are within your environment, 
that are different from you, uh, I think that opens up all kinds of activities because we know that the methodologies that you've developed can easily be applied in other places that may not always be applied. And similarly, their methodologies can be applied in ways or advances they're making could have you know huge impact. I think that's really where we see um, real opportunity. And I see the same thing. I think I'm in that mindset myself is trying to, trying to grow things in that way. But either way, it's been... Um, it's just amazing seeing sort of, and it's funny. It's funny how you keep saying, you know, younger folk. Like you're still young, man. Right? Like I feel old. You're, I, you're still younger. I told, if, if I told you about my fitness test. I did. Oh yesterday. yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. a little sore. You got to take up golfing, man. You got to take up golfing in a cart or mountain biking, where they lift you up and you come down. Lift you up, come down. Why pedal? Why pedal? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you over to the gravity assisted riding side. All right, right? sounds good. Not quite e-biking yet, but you know, gravity assisted. Anyways, great chatting with you, uh, George. Great congrats on all the things that are happening. I look forward to continuing our discussions as we move forward. But I think, you know, your journey is, I think, informing um, so many journeys of other people who are um, before you. And I think this is going to be instructive. So thanks so much. Thanks, Bob.